Do you want to know how amazing people connect? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Marketing with Russ, aka hashtag Russ Selfie. what you hear, please share. Special thank you to our sponsors, the Lincoln Media Group and Boulder Falls Inn of Lebanon, Oregon. For more information on the Boulder Falls Inn and all their fabulous facilities, call 541-451-1000. And the Lincoln Media Group and their media and advertising services, go to lincolnmediagroup.com. Well, good morning. I am Scott Smith filling in for Russ. For those of you who know and love Russ are aware that his mother has been battling with dementia for a number of years. And he actually started his first show, which was uh, Happy Moments with Mama. And that was his first podcast. And uh, last night, uh, she did pass, uh, actually very early this morning. So uh, our hearts are with Russ and his family. Uh, and he asked if I would step in. And of course, uh, Russ is such a great friend. He has been such a help and support to so many people. Uh, what a great honor and privilege to be able to be here on Marketing with Russ, a.k.a. Russ Selfie. How amazing people connect it is every morning on monday and thursday at 8 a.m right here on linkedin facebook and youtube and today's guest is uh someone that i've had the privilege to talk with a couple of times another amazing person and that is craig miller uh craig is a publicist and uh just a, a producer connector you have a have a long career. Uh, we met because uh, you were introduced by a, a, a friend of mine, or from a friend of mine, uh, specifically around a book that you had had published That's about right. your experience with Star Wars. But let's go ahead and get started and have let's let's get a little background on yourself and uh, not just focus on the past, which was forty uh, some years ago, which is very cool. <laughs> But you've also got some great things going on. So, uh, Craig, tell people who you are. Well, 
first, let me thank you for having me and apologize because I woke up with my voice all gravelly. And uh, hopefully we can get through this and be intelligible. <laughs> um, sound a little Wolfman Jackie today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little. Um, but um, I grew up here in Los Angeles and uh, I kind of accidentally ended up in movie marketing. Um, I was involved with the science fiction scene and I got uh, recruited as a consultant uh, to help market a low budget science fiction movie called Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they didn't have any money to pay a lot of people who knew what they were doing. So they had one guy who knew what he was doing and brought in some other people who we just were, I know, he, he saw something in us to help uh, put together the marketing. And I spent three years at Lucasfilm on Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Then I was a marketing consultant uh, in motion pictures for another 10 years. Uh, Jim Henson, Disney, Warner Brothers, Universal Studios, lots of different places, lots of different movies. And then I've been um, writing and producing television, primarily children's television since then, um, both here in the U.S. and um, all over the world. I've done shows for uh, channels in uh, China, Italy, France, Dubai, um, all over the world. Yeah, you know, it's got to be just a ton of fun. And one of the things that I would think is that, I mean, there's a universal language, I think, that children uh, speak, but then you also have these cultural differences, and there's got to be some challenges with adapting humor and sensibilities for children in different cultures. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The cultures, the thing is that kids or even adults aren't different just their cultures and worldviews are different. Mm -hmm. What they're exposed to, what they um, what they take as a given that we may not. Um, for example, I did a show for uh, actually two different series for a channel out of Dubai, and they wanted me to start with an episode about a haunted house. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it was sort of a standard, there's a haunted house, we have to figure out what's going on kind of thing. But they don't have the same spooks and spirits we do. Mm -hmm. We, um, in their culture, there are not, we do not have, they do not have ghosts. They don't have the spirits of the dead like that. They have things like gins and a variety of other uh, spooks and spirits unique to their culture. Mm -hmm. And it really comes down to just like anything else, doing the research to figure out what is in their culture. Storytelling is storytelling, whether it's um, a dramatic or comedic story like a TV show or a marketing story, a sales story, 
anything like that. Storytelling is the same, how you bring people in, how you get them involved, how you make them want to find out what's going to happen next. But the details are what's different. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's all research. If you're, if you're a manufacturer and you want to expand into a new country, you have to do the research of how your product works in that culture, in that society. Same thing with TV episodes. I remember speaking with a man, uh, Dan Shaneyfeld. He was a, a marketing guy for here in Oregon for a company called Glory Bee, and they sell honey. I mean, that's one of their main main products, honey. And they were expanding. This was, boy, well, as my wife says, Scott, everything you talk about happened a long time ago. So, <laughs> uh, this was a long time ago. Uh, but they're expanding into the Mideast. And uh, he spent months researching the culture and reading the Quran because it's, a, it's such an important aspect of, of Mideastern culture. He sure. found many, many references specifically to honey and the health benefits. Uh, and so it, it really gave him a better opportunity to understand the mind of the of the culture that he was walking into absolutely absolutely it's you know from a um television perspective our customer are the people who are going to watch the show his customers are people who might buy honey Mm -hmm. you research who they are how you're going to entertain them Mm -hmm. what is going to bring them to your show, to your product. I love the little piano. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a timer. Uh, I, uh, um, I was, I'm doing a COVID test just to be sure this isn't. Oh yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. the timer went off. <laughs> Do you need to check the results? Because no, no, my, my wife, my wife. Okay, all right, yeah. Well, we're praying that uh, that it's not COVID. That, that, yeah, me too. Maybe it's just a little, uh, as they say, uh, when is a boy not a little boy? Uh, when he's a little horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the San Diego Comic Con. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. 150,000 people in San Diego Mm -hmm. uh, starting on Wednesday. And I'm scheduled to be there and do three talks and. uh, Oh, my goodness. And have a booth. So not having COVID will be a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people looking forward to uh, talking to you and, and just jumping back into Star Wars for just a moment. Sure. Uh, the book that you wrote, which was Star Wars Memories, it's like 400 and some pages of fabulous photos that people won't see other places, yeah. a lot of stories, a lot of um, all of that before Star Wars was Star Wars, when it was just, as you said, a low-budget film being being put together. Yeah, my, my book, Star Wars Memories, covers actually the three and a half years I was uh, involved with Lucasfilm, like I said before, from about six months before Star Wars came out until after uh, Empire Strikes Back. And it's just all kinds of 
stories and anecdotes about mm-hmm. um, what we did with the movie and the marketing of the movie, um, how we targeted the the science fiction and comic book fans directly. We no movie had ever done that before. Um, previously, they I guess they just figured science fiction fans will go find a science fiction movie but we right. yeah we went out and targeted them um and to a great extent reinvented how movies um are marketed today oh yeah absolutely yeah that was that's one of the one of the great stories that came out of it is is that it did change the industry and uh, so in so many ways yeah, it was basically um, a man named Charlie Lippincott, who was the, he was an experienced movie marketer, and he had been hired uh, as vice president of Star Wars Corporation to come up with a way to market the movie. He oversaw the licensing, merchandising, advertising, publicity, all of that area, basically everything that wasn't actually making the movie. Mm-hmm. And Charlie brought me in, and it was his idea to target, um, you know, those fans. One of the things is, and again, this applies to all kinds of marketing. Back in the seventies, the way you marketed movies was—I mean, you did—you got reviews and that sort of thing, um, and you booked your stars onto the Tonight Show and other talk shows and daytime mm-hmm. talk shows but there was no one in star wars who you could book onto those shows mm-hmm. mark hamill harrison ford carrie fisher they were unknowns right um, even alec guinness and peter cushing while they were well-known actors they were considered in this country to be character actors mm-hmm. not the sort of people who got booked onto those shows right and so that was part of inventing new ways to market the movie um, and going out to those fans, going out to related stores like bookstores and comic book shops, going to the conventions, go hitting, hitting our target audiences where they were rather than hoping they just find it and mm-hmm. come to it. And there's a marketing term that's kind of gone away, but like 10 years ago was the buzzword, transmedia. Hmm. Transmedia was, you know, getting whatever it is you're marketing in lots of different arenas. And I was at a conference where there was a panel of transmedia experts. And someone in the audience asked them what was the best transmedia campaign they had ever seen. And all of the members of the panel, which was, I think, four people, said Star Wars. Really? Now, Star Wars (laughs) was 25 years before this, and transmedia wasn't a term. It was just we needed to get the name Star Wars in front of people. Mm-hmm. Marketing yeah. is putting having people recognize your name. You don't even have to convince them your product is good. You want them to recognize your name. 
Mm-hmm. So we did, you know, we we did the conventions. We did um, a novelization. We did toys. We did all kinds of licensing into a broad number of areas to get Star Wars everywhere, to have mm-hmm. the name and the images out there. And it turns out we sort of invented transmedia that we didn't know. <laughs> I love it. And that, that uh, brings up an interesting point. Uh, I had always just assumed that the, that the toys were designed as a, as a way to create an additional revenue stream, which it certainly did. But it sounds like almost at, at first this was a, uh, a, a way to uh, another facet of the marketing. Well, it was, it was both. It was both. Mm-hmm. Um, it was absolutely to be a revenue stream. 20th Century Fox, and at that time they were correct, licensing from motion pictures was not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was right. not a very big revenue stream. George, as part of his deal with Fox, said he wanted to control the licensing and he wanted a much larger share of the licensing revenue. And the executives at Fox are like, sure, give them to the guy because it, you know, it's me- it's meaningless. Um, but it turned out not to be meaningless. And <laughs> Star Wars, you know, made more money off of licensing than it did off of box office. And it was one of the top grossing movies of all time. Sure. Um, so, and that know. brings us back. I'll, I'll just go back into the this whole storytelling because, of course, the reason we like Star Wars is because it's a very compelling story. We've got a great hero uh, hero's journey. I mean, it is we could we could use this as an archetype for things that we should do uh, right. when we're when we're doing stories. Um, and and going back to some of the current things that you're working on, and you're talking about. Uh, this haunted house and doing your research uh, so that you could come up with the right uh, characters, the right spirit characters, uh, the gins and so forth, as opposed to uh, ghosts of the dead. Um, and, you know, a lot of us, of course, are fans of Don Miller and story brand. And, you know, we really need to understand, I think, true storytelling. Uh, if I'll say that campfire storytelling. York. that that we can do and how we apply that to our brands and like you said doing the research so what what are some of your thoughts around around that well you know um campfire it really goes back to when we were you know living in caves and entertainment was someone telling a story of an adventure that might be real or might have been made up but entertaining people that way. We've always been about storytelling and how you get people involved, how you bring them in, how you get them interested and excited and keep them wanting to know where that story is going, what's going to happen next. That's the big thing. When I when I teach writing, when I lecture on writing, what's going to happen next is the thing that keeps your audience involved. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're doing a commercial, you're you want people to not turn the channel. You want to do something so they want to know what's going on 
in the commercial. What's the entertainment of that commercial, even though you're trying to give them information, trying to tell them that your floor wax is the best floor wax out there. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, and that's why those, you know, you look at the Super Bowl commercials, those mm -hmm. are all entertaining commercials. They're not dull, straightforward recitations of facts. Mm -hmm. The problem is when it's so entertaining, people forget what the what the product is. Sure, but absolutely. That's, that's, are you doing it the right way? You know, that's part mm -hmm. of the skill of making those kinds of commercials. Yeah. Your commercials are storytelling. Commercials are, and all advertising to one extent or another, mm -hmm. is telling a story that brings in your potential customers. Yeah. You know, we, we, we do we have to apply that in everything. So whether you're sending out that email, email blast to your list or a newsletter, uh, whether it's the video, whether you're trying to take your podcast and cut the clips out and put together, you always want to think, what's the storyline? How is this going to move people from here to there and get them to take that call to action? Subscribe or listen or whatever it is yeah mm -hmm. yeah and I, I i was talking about this with someone just the other day one one thing people lose sight of is length it can't be too long whether it's an email blast or a video or whatever they are they they you know we have short attention spans. At some point, <laughs> you know, people are not going to want to. I was doing a corporate video a number of years ago, and the client wanted it to be five minutes long. And this was like they were going to show it at a sales conference. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's awfully long. And they said, no, no, we want it to be five <laughs> minutes. And I said, well, indulge me and let's do a test. And we were in a conference room. And I said, don't say anything. I'm going to start this stopwatch, and you tell me when one minute is up. <laughs> and like 18 seconds in, they're like, now, no, no, not yet. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know, and 30 seconds, no, no, not yet. Finally, we get to one minute, and I go, okay, that's one minute. And they're like, Oh yeah, five minutes is too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is a great test. I think uh, that everyone listening, either live or in replay, should should be able to do this with their customers when they're talking about how long should something be. And uh, I love what John Lee Dumas and Pat Flynn, who are like uh, the twin gods of uh, podcasting. Then you ask, how long should my podcast be? Should it be 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 90 minutes? Their answer is, it depends. What does your audience want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, in that type of environment, the commercial, right? You don't yeah. want five minutes. I want it. I, I'm watching the Super Bowl to watch the Super Bowl. Well, the commercial is going to be a, a moment, but. Yeah, well, you know, in our culture in, in America, Commercials used to be a minute long. Now they're 15 seconds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and you'll get a whole bunch of them filling the same amount of airtime, but the individual commercials are 15 or maybe 30 seconds. They're very few one minute commercials anymore. Yeah. Well, I know we're going to be winding down here and I really uh, thank you, Craig, for being, uh, for joining us here uh, on marketing with Russ. And again, uh, our hearts are with Russ and in his family and the really? passing of his mom. And uh, your voice is actually getting stronger. So I think you're going to be ready for Comic-Con. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so that's fabulous. Uh, you know, I I, um, I don't want to miss the opportunity to have uh, you, a storyteller, a master of this, give us some hints. What are some things that we need to know when we're creating those 15-second, one-minute, 30-second uh, stories? Well, you know, this is easy to say and harder to do, but basically, mm -hmm. what is your hook? What's going to immediately grab your audience? Something mm -hmm. in, you know, in a half-hour TV show, we talk about it being the first minute. In a commercial, we're talking about like the first 10 seconds, mm -hmm. you know, because after 10 seconds, if this isn't interesting, I'm gone. Right. You know, so what's the hook? Mm -hmm. What's the through line that keeps me wanting to hear more about what's going on? Why? What are you telling me? Why am I interested in this? You've got to keep that story going. Keep pulling the, the audience members in. To wanting to know more about where what it is you're trying to deliver to them and you want it to be entertaining um you know it's is it's got to be entertaining it's got to be something that you to some extent enjoy hearing mm -hmm. yeah that's it, um you know, there's musical hooks. There's those little uh, flares, right, that the that the musician will put in that kind of gets stuck in your head. So you instantly know it's that song or, you know, that's the part that you remember. And so this is we're we're trying to do the same thing with a visual or words. Let's create that hook. And then the through line. I like that. That's a this is this is that that thread that's pulling them through that they're following that channel that. Uh, path yeah, to get absolutely. to the payoff. Mm -hmm. You got their attention, now keep them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of different ways uh, to be entertaining. Uh, and, and many of us like the Harmon Brothers videos, right? Which is the the uh, Goldilocks or the purple mat, you know, with the purple mattress or some of the other products that they that squatty potty. Um, you know, some people may may look those at Harmon Brothers, you can look them up. Uh, and, and they definitely rely on humor, uh, which is, depending on your product, could be a, a, a good way to go. Obviously, Squatty Potty is one of those things that, uh, you know, high drama probably wouldn't work for. Uh, but there's other products that uh, uh, humor would be inappropriate for. Uh, and, well, and look at, look at, um, insurance all the commercials on tv for insurance all have a humorous bent mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, mayhem and uh, the gecko and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, flow for progressive and mm -hmm. and you know we we've covered it. You know the that series of uh, car and homeowner commercials. Um, you know, so those are all they all put a humorous bent on something that is inherently not a humorous product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think we can also use drama to help uh, elicit some different emotions, some maybe in a, in a way, some deeper emotions when you're, you're thinking about um, those family and friend connections um, that, that we can see through maybe some telecommunications products or other, other products. Sure. Absolutely. Something that, you know, connects to our heart. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be funny. It could be emotional, yeah. but something that pulls us in. Yeah. Well, those are the things, you know, one of the things, of course, uh, when we're face to face, and so you're going to be at Comic-Con, you're going to be seeing people face to face and, uh, you know, that uh, eye contact, uh, physical contact releases oxytocin, which is the trust molecule, right? It's the thing that helps bind us together. Uh, it's harder to do through a, a medium like this, digital medium, where we're not physically connected, but eye contact, still looking into the camera lens, say. Uh, but also uh, humor is one of the things that releases oxytocin and then improves that uh, no like trust feature, which is so important in, in marketing. And so as you're talking about with these uh, insurance companies relying on humor, helping release oxytocin and get people to trust them because uh, insurance is serious business. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I love this. Uh, Craig, uh, th thanks for joining us. I know these uh, these uh, marketing was rust, the little 30 minute goes by so quick. But uh, what an honor to have you on the show. And I, love and I, you. I just love uh, being able to hang out with you. We, we did the May the 4th show on the experience. Uh, which is, of course, uh, uh, goes back to those Star Wars days. Although uh, I was reading some stuff on your timeline where uh, May the 4th uh, kind of falls in, but there's some other dates that you find much more uh, important in the Star Wars uh, his, uh, history. Yeah, I mean, May the 4th is a pun, you right. know, um, and, it, and, it's, and it's cool and it's fun and a lot of people like you know, doing Star Wars stuff on that day because of that. But, you know, for me, it's May 25th, which is when we release Star Wars, mm -hmm. and May 21st when we release The Empire Strikes Back. Those are the, to me, those are the real anniversaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're all in May, so I figure it's sort of like, you know, the <laughs> Christmas season. It's the Star Wars season. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Kick it off, kick it off with May the 4th and uh, run through the month just uh, putting on your Darth Vader voice-changing helmet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or in your case, you don't need the, the voice-changing helmet today. Not today. <laughs> so um, tell us what you got coming up. We know Comic-Con is coming up. Uh, how do people connect with you, find out? Uh, where your appearances are going to be, uh, how to buy your book, which I, I have, and I recommend people uh, to get the book. If you are a fan at all, you have to have Star Wars Memories by Craig Miller. 
but how do people get a hold of you and find out about you? Well, the uh, the book is available from Amazon. It's available from Barnes and Noble and from Walmart. Um, I'm the easiest way to get a hold of me is I'm on Facebook, both a personal page and Star Wars Memories has a Facebook page as well. Um, and I post my schedule up there. I'm, I'm, you know, as, as much as I'm a marketing guy, I'm not, I don't really do a lot of marketing of me. It's so. the, it is the bane of most marketers. <laughs> yeah. So. The cobbler son has no shoes. Yeah, that's right. And I'm on, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, I'm not there daily, but I do get, you know, I do see contacts from LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's great. Again, I, I, I just, uh, what a, what a pleasure and honor to be speaking with you and I wish you well at Comic-Con and, uh, that this test is negative. So, uh, all those fans out there can get their copies and have you sign, uh, sign the book. And, um, I, I hope so too. Yeah. I, Comic-Con too. is, Comic-Con is a pretty amazing thing that, uh, people, uh, you know, you think about the people that dress up, uh, and, and get involved in cosplay, right? But the people put a lot of time, they hand make a lot of their costumes. These are not going down to the uh, local costume shop and buying something. Oh, yeah. Well, although some people do just buy something. But yeah. the thing is, Comic-Con isn't just cosplay. There's a lot right. of it there. And, you know, you do, if 20% of the people are in costume you don't notice all the people dressed in regular street clothes because <laughs> all the costumes take your attention. But it's filled with uh, companies from, you know, the comic book companies to mm-hmm. TV companies, game companies, toy companies, all kinds of uh, commercial booths there, individual makers of product um and collectible sailing collectibles and it's tremendous amount of programming both um fun programming and informational programming business related programming the business of comics and television and movies um but it's you know it is so much more than just people in costumes it's Mm -hmm. it really is an amazing four and a half day event that basically fills downtown San Diego mm-hmm. um, for that. And period. the convention center is huge. I love the convention center. I've been there for uh, social media marketing world, but I think uh, uh, that's like 5,000 people. So just a, just a very s- small number of the folks involved. Yeah. The exhibit hall, the um, for comic con is the equivalent of 10 acres. <laughs> well, uh, people will get their steps in uh, at Comic-Con. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, there's a lot there. Mm, well, that's great. Well, uh, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna roll the end credits here, and I'll meet you in the green room in just a moment. Craig Miller, uh, thank you for joining us today on Marketing with Russ, a.k.a. Russ Selfie. And uh, everybody, thank you for watching and thank you for all the comments. 
And please remember, rest in your prayers. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Marketing with Russ, a.k.a. hashtag Russ Selfie. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss a single episode. Have an amazing day.